Hey guys, it's Monday, Monday, May 31st, 2021. This month it knocked, it blinked, it took a plate to go, then it slammed the door. It went by so incredibly fast, at least for me, at least for me it did. I'm not sure if, if it did for you also. Maybe this month was, maybe it was a long month. Maybe it wasn't the best month. Maybe you had some good things that happened. Or maybe it was a combination of both. However, I hope that as we all enter into this next month that you'll enter into it with a fresh perspective, perhaps the same outlook, maybe a different outlook, but just something that you'll be able to apply from from this month. God, I thank you for there being this opportunity, this, this platform, where those who are otherwise untouchable, that you've made them very reachable, those who are otherwise just as relatable, God, I thank you for this platform itself, bringing those near and far, near and far together. God, I thank you for this platform that was, that was meant for evil because the devil is the prince of the airways that, but because he's not creative, God, that you've allowed it to still be good. God, I thank you for the ears that this may fall upon, for the hearts that this may touch, for the lives that it may change, because I do know. I do know that there are pockets and points, God, that I know that you've instructed me with this exact message to be able to help, to help others. God, I thank you for, God, I thank you for the, for the heart and for the, for the desire to help other people. God, I thank you that, I thank you that even in the midst sometimes of just the chaos and confusion and the uncertainty, God, that you are still a God of of clarity. God, I thank you for lacking this season. God, I thank you for, for setbacks within this season. God, I thank you for life's biggest ouches, especially in this season, God, and even in the ouches to come. God, I thank you for being a God of clarity. I thank you for being a God of the promise. God, I thank you for being a God of purposed reprimand God but it all has purpose God I thank you for for lack God I thank you for misunderstandings God for sometimes missing the mark God I thank you for being a God of second chances and third chances God I thank you that you are a God of constant love God I thank you that you always have open arms no matter how far we fall away or no matter how far we run God, that your love reaches the ends of of the earth, God, that no matter how far, how far we believe that we've fallen, fallen off the wagon, God, that we're never too far out of your reach, God, for you to still intercept and be able to reach us exactly where we are to still show your love and your mercy. God, I thank you for forgiveness. God, I thank you for forgiveness. God, and again, I thank you in advance for those who, who this may reach, God. God, I pray that in this season that for whoever this, this may reach, God, that you would answer, God, that you would answer some, some forgotten prayers. God, I pray that you would show yourself mighty in such a way that maybe those have, have forgotten how, how sweet that your touch is. God, I pray that you would soften the hearts of those that have otherwise become hardened. God, I thank you in advance for all things that are to come. In Jesus' name, amen. In this segment, or in this episode in particular, I want to discuss generational curses and what those look like and also what, what they feel like. You know, and as I've, just throughout this week, I've put a lot of thought into 
a lot of things, but in particular this this episode. And I wonder how many how many problems that you and I, you know, we link to a curse called generational. And you know, maybe you've you've taken it upon yourself to to be the one to end that cycle within your family that you've taken it upon yourself to cancel the curse. But I do wonder, I do wonder, you know, how much of what what you're fighting against if it hasn't actually ended because the generational curses that you're fighting against don't don't even belong to you. You can't cancel a curse that was that was never promised to you that doesn't have you listed as its namesake. Nor can you ever defeat a battle that never had you as as an opponent. But I do believe, but I do believe that sometimes that sometimes God will assign certain strongholds to those people to certain people that he's assigned as its cycle breaker so sometimes it's it's the black sheep of your family sometimes that black sheep of your family you know they were specifically set apart to fight the current instead of instead of right in the wave you know but regardless of 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 your personal background of your beliefs your race and whether whether you believe in God or not, we all we all know that going along with business as usual can only produce results as um, as normal. You know, but it's it's until until you study your family's history, history will only repeat itself. You know, we you have the opportunity. We all have the opportunity to address the past on purpose. You know, because oftentimes what's behind us aren't always, you know, just things of the past. You know, when when you avoid something, you haven't actually avoided it at all. You've only given it a, a second opportunity, a second invitation, because life doesn't life doesn't take hints. And It'll keep knocking until you address it, and it'll keep knocking until it forces you to to deal with it. It's it's like the one X that we all have, right? It's like no matter how many times you you've told them that it's over, you know they keep popping up and they keep showing up in the places that that you least expect. But it's like no matter how many times they pop up, it still catches you off guard. But the reality is that. What we ignore isn't any different. Our avoidance doesn't cancel the cycle. It just courts it with chivalry. And if, it, if it's ever felt like or if maybe presently it feels as though you're missing a puzzle piece in your life somewhere, I would suggest that, that you check the gaps within your life just, just to see if maybe your pride or fear if it fills that space, you know, there's, there's no possibility. There's no vacancy for confusion. When clarity is, is the only occupant. And if you're wondering how is it that you could change that cycle or maybe you could help, help someone that you know. You know, we all know that knowledge is power, but, but to change the narrative, you, you have to have a strategy. And that strategy has to, it has to be more than just a well-thought plan. It has to be a plan that's been set in motion. 
you know, your sacrifices will make history. It's the kind of history that needs just one person, just one person who's who's bold enough to, to stand in the gap where fear actually fears you. So this week, I, I challenge you to search yourself. I challenge you to search yourself for the things that your peace deserve answers to. And that all begins with a conversation. A conversation, you know, that pursuit of change. It all begins where, uh, you know, those, those R-rated uh, family conversations, those R-rated family secrets need unlimited access to. And I do want to say that I don't just say this stuff because it may sound nice or, or that I'm hoping just to change your perspective. Because the reality is, is I take my own advice. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. I'm, I'm not interested, nor have I ever. Have I ever been interested in just, just entertaining you? It's my hope that through my own, my own honesty and my own experiences that they'll somehow, they'll somehow equip you to. You know, the world is divided into those who, who help and those who need help, the well and also the unwell, but also the courageous, the afraid, the bold, and, and the broken. But, but it's when people show and they share their pain is when overall the majority, they, they close their ears and because, well, at least I believe they uh, will rarely show up for others unless there's there's something in it for us. It has to, everything always has to be, you know, a mutually beneficial arrangement. It can't just be because, because it is, and it's nice to be. You know, every every lesson is beneficial and can be beneficial when your hands are closed, but your heart is open. You know, so many people, they... They want the instant recipe for happiness, but they don't care about, about the ingredients. But the reality is that if you ever get it and then you lose it, how do you plan on recovering it? And, you know, none of us, we, we can't say that we'll just do what we did before to get it because you fumbled that back the first time. And the reality also is that None of us can apply the same recipe for every season of our lives. You know, it's really hard to, to have longevity where, where you're ill-prepared. You have, you have to have some experience. You know, my question is, where do we think that the Oprahs and the Tyler Perrys and the Eric Thomases, where, where they get that type of drive from? Like, how is it possible? Like, how is it possible to have that amount of passion, but for other people, if they aren't speaking from from real experience and and I'm sure it's possible. I do want to say that I'm sure it's possible to to pretend, right? I'm sure it is. But 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 consistency consistency will always reveal and over time their consistency, I should say, will reveal if if it's a mission or if they have a motive. You know, none of us we we can't get to glory without someone's story. And the reality of it is what you're chasing, what you, what you're chasing, specifically whomever, whomever I'm talking to, what you're chasing after is, it's so much smaller than, than what's actually in store for you. And, and it's what you, once you understand that, 
that most of your struggles, they, they aren't personal and that they have very, very little to do with you, but it's more with it going through you to, to get to who it's meant for. That's when, that's when peace will, it'll change your mindset because when your mindset changes from I, when your mindset changes from I to they, that's when you'll have the peace that brokenness the peace that brokenness doesn't allow us to to see past the present because the size of what tried to defeat you the size of what tried to defeat you shows you the size of the success within you that's when you'll know that that you've surrendered to his will and not your own expectations and that's when your yes really means yes and it's not based with what terms and conditions you know your trust our trust, it all has to become so much bigger than the depths that, that your disbelief ever caused you to question. You know, we all see the lights. We see the camera. We see the action. Everything that you deserve, everything that your struggle says that you, that you deserve and that you should have had by now, but you've started to believe that those kinds of blessings are for I guess the kind of people who've never fought and struggled like you, you know, I guess like the kind of people that, that God must love more because you've struggled far more, but you have far less and they must have struggled far less because they have far more. So clearly God must love them more. Life has exhausted you to the point where finding motivation for the tiniest of tasks is like moving a mountain with a toothpick. So it, it makes sense that God must love them more. Because if they have the kind of life that you know that your struggle should have rewarded by now, oh, then God must love them more. Because your life is only producing struggle after struggle. What I'm not saying is that people don't, that, that they haven't earned what they have. That's not what I'm saying. However, you'll always compare your life to those who pretend that their lives have always been easy. What's, what's inside of you has nothing to do with materialistic possessions. You know, your fruit, it, it cannot produce overnight results. Your gift isn't seedless. And, and certainly if it was seedless, then everything that you've ever hoped for, you, you would already have. Your harvest isn't just for a season it's annual and you know most things that come easily are lost even quicker you have to understand what hard work looks like you have to also understand what hard work feels like if you don't know what it's like to struggle then you really won't be able to nurture and also sustain your reward there isn't a soldier that gets any badge of honor until they've been drugged through the 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 dirt in the mud you know, there's shame in there's shame in everyone's story. There's shame in your story. There's shame in your mother's story. There's shame in your uncle's story. There's shame in your daughter's story. There's shame in my story. But if fear overrides what your story was written for, then you fought in a battlefield with no one to save and you know, God is your story's author and every reader that you're assigned to help mend, though they'll, they'll all be lost in the novels that your fear left blank. In August 2020, which, my goodness, was 
um, it's almost, it's almost been a year, which seems really crazy, but (laughs) in August, 2020, uh, I made the decision, a very personal decision to, to travel back to every place where I had experienced the most pain, which sounds crazy. I know, but I did that no matter how far the distance that I would commit to it, it was, for me, it was really important. I believed that it was really important that, that I captured my voice as I, as I recanted each event. You know, I needed to relive those moments so, so that I could study the tone in my voice and any cracks that I found in my voice, it, it would reveal if and what needed to be addressed. And for me, it was the most raw and honest way that I knew that I knew would look deeper into my biggest ouches. If there has ever, ever been a time where you've stood in front of an audience to find yourself overcome with emotion, that maybe perhaps you were surprised that you even felt, I'm sure it was confusing. It's, it's in those spotlight moments where every part of you is visibly seen, clearly heard, and even physically felt. So being honest is, it's your only option and you couldn't pretend if you even tried. But for me, the problem that I ran into was that just the thoughts of loan, the thoughts of loan of traveling back to, back to those places, they, they didn't trigger me. Uh, they didn't. And <laughs> as I thought about it, you know, why, why is this not affecting me? Just the thought of why is it not taking me back to just those moments and I know the reality is I think a lot of us have but I know that I I learned how to compartmentalize when I was young I was forced to I had no choice but to I was vehemently taught how to how to live in dysfunction by functioning in the state of survival so by by traveling back it would either trigger my survival mindset or it would show me that that it had finally been laid to rest, but more importantly, more importantly, like above all in any and everything else, I wanted to make sure that that who I tell others that they can be, who I tell who I tell you and whomever else that they can be, that I first was. You know, all we have is our word and if our words aren't credible then we don't have very much and you know, so I started this journey and I went back to these places where some were, some were vacant lots, some were, some were occupied with new faces, new people, but some still had the same people who were the reason, the reason why I decided to even return in the first place. And I remember in school, signing the Dear Pledge, it was no more than two or three lines that my classmates and I, uh, you know, we vowed to never drink or to ever, uh, you know, abuse drugs. And somehow it was thought that if we just signed our names and their quick speeches, that that should be enough for, for us, for me to understand what drugs and alcohol could do to our lives. Somehow it was supposed to be impressionable enough to understand its, its real life consequences. So, so for me, it was my librarian who had never been high or ever addicted to drugs by his own admittance. It's true or not, that was what he said. However, you know, he, he had romanticized to, to us why we shouldn't do drugs. And you can only imagine how incredibly 
incredibly convincing his speech was. You know, when you've, when you've struggled firsthand, when you've lost it all, when you've barely survived, but you've rebuilt your life, that I believe is the most effective way to reach people. Advice and commentary will always stand in question when you're an expert with, with a blank resume, with no work history. You know, however, uh, you know, people, they'll, they'll always give advice from similar situations, but, but it's their imagination. Their imagination is what links their guests to your reality. And I'm sick and I'm tired. I'm sick and I'm tired. I'm tired of the idea that failure isn't, isn't a part of success. Like, no one has ever reached being successful with their mentality not even their emotions and certainly not their realities completely intact. And, you know, I wonder how many self-proclaimed goats do you know? You know, they call themselves the, the greatest of all time. But I love language, so I want to play with some words. You know, the word deity, it means to be a god or a goddess. And when we, when we look at the word deity, we see the word diet. And when we see the word diet, it usually means, I'm sorry, or it's usually used within the context of, of going without something, I'll say. So surely if, if you're a goat, if you're the greatest of all time, if you're a king or even a queen, I'll say, then, then you understand the, the importance of, of being relatable. Because if you're not relatable, as I said earlier, you're unreachable. You know, everyone wants to be seen, everyone wants to be heard, but you can't just show the glitz and the glamour, right? Like all of your unpretty, the ugly stuff, like the guts within your story. You know, everyone's chasing the bag. It's always about money, but it's rarely ever about purpose. You know, and life is, life is nothing like pay-per-view where you can Use a remote, right, to skip chapters where you can bypass life's real realities while fast-forwarding to show time. You know, you can't be an actor in life. You can't be an actor in real life. This, this isn't an audition and life isn't, life isn't your stage. Your life is as raw and as uncut as it gets because nothing about your reality has ever, has ever been like reality that they show on TV where it's, it's full of paid actors who, who sprinkle in really cute pockets of hardship that still don't even come close to the continent of your struggles. Whatever it is that you're best known for, maybe, maybe you play sports, maybe you're a singer, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a single parent. Whether you happen to even be great at golf if you're a great cook and you just so happen to also be a great dancer but because it's our mindsets that are so limited we think that whatever we get the most recognition for is who we are completely you are not the mass sum total of what you're best known for and how many times have people just been shocked to find out that you were actually good at doing other things or or just something else you know, just because you happen to be that great dancer, just because you happen to be that great student, 
Your life still doesn't revolve around your best ability, your best gift 24-7. There are so many parts of you that that haven't been tapped into, nor are they fully known because, you know, we'll, we'll usually stop at what we get the most, the most attention for. And it's because it speaks to, to the very part of us where our insecurities need affirmed the most. When you've been down and out long enough, I think that when you hear any praise, it'll it'll cause you just to settle from from the shock of being seen. You know, it's it's the mess in your story, the parts that you're not proud of, and even the parts where people have hurt you the most. They're so vital, they're so critically important. I removed me. I I had to remove myself. I removed Clarice when when I understood I rem- I'm sorry, Whew, Jesus, I removed me when I understood that my story never belonged to me. What God allowed to happen in your life, he was right there in the room with you. He was right there in the room when it happened. And if it happened, if he allowed it, there's hope after it. People can't control, people can't control what you do with what they've done to you. Sure, they'll try. Sure, they'll try. And maybe thus far, they've succeeded. But God won't burn you with the same fire your enemies burned bridges with. That blaze, that blaze, it'll, it'll ignite a pathway to where God, he won't wage a war that he hasn't already won. No one knows what God told you. Follow the order. When they speak ill of you, just remember that their accusations are are nothing more than their own admissions of guilt. Your story, it your story forces people to to be honest about about the part that they played in it. And as I've said before, the truth doesn't mind being questioned, but a lie hates being questioned. And you, 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 you are the exception and if you're a leader on purpose and not by default, then, then you understand that you have a responsibility in securing those that, that depend on your foundation. You know, there isn't a structure. There isn't a structure that can be upheld with without a solid foundation beneath it. Your structure is in those that, that you support, but it's also in those that you're showing the way to. You owe survival to those who are struggling and don't see a way out. You have a responsibility when you've overcome what tried to take you out. It is your responsibility to help others escape what what they don't see an emergency exit to. There is so much healing. There's so much healing that's wrapped up in what you think is too small to hurt over. But we tell people to to act like a man, right? That's that's what we tell tell people and we tell them to to act tougher, to toughen up. But not only do, do we minimize their intolerance to it, but we're also telling them that what they feel isn't, it isn't important enough to, to address. And, you know, over time and over time and over time, we, we force feed ourselves things that were never meant to be ingested. And we wonder why, why we have health complications. But, but an altar call offers open arms with prayer for your healing but then they cross them when you say why it hurts 
we can't minimize masculinity and femininity and expect people to to be superhuman if any of us want want to be superwoman or or superman then you have to be super different and and being super different is it's nothing more than just being yourself but but you you're choosing you've chosen to not repeat the patterns that that made you question your own worth you know leadership it's leadership is about helping others to to see the value within their own identity as a result of your presence leadership it it doesn't change who you are it only reveals who you are sure sure it can i guess change the things that surround you that's true leadership can change the things that surround you but it'll it'll only intensify your character so if you were if you were a giver as a follower then you'll be a bigger giver as a leader if you were selfish if you were selfish as as a follower then you'll only become more greedy as a leader public character doesn't excuse private character behavior you know good deeds don't summarize the mass sum total of who a person is or once was yes people change they aren't always who they once were as i've always said but what i am saying is that you can't discredit or deny someone else's experience just because who you've known someone to be was only the side that you were introduced to do i believe that someone is always who they once were no of course not but will people often will they often repeat what was done to them yes does it excuse it absolutely not your dis your disbelief your disbelief it it'll never dismantle someone else's reality just because it wasn't your experience and if if it was possible if it was possible to have the same experience with the same person then then your ex your ex wouldn't despise you while your new partner loves you you know we would all love seafood something that i hate by the way i don't care how you cook it I, it's it's all a1 garbage i don't like it. <laughs> you know or we would all just have enemies or we would all just only have supporters you know everything would be on one accord all of the time but because it's impossible that only further proves that public character doesn't doesn't mimic private character behavior niceness is not a fruit of the spirit but but a veil oh but a veil a veil proves that when you're nice enough that you can get away with murder with blood on your hands you know a lot of us were we were planted with with tools of control you know some of our gardeners within our lives they they never expected your bloom to to ever harvest it's like those that deeply hurt us they underestimated your potential but you you won't reap what they've sown because they mislabeled you as a weed when when they saw your vulnerability as a weakness but they actually just buried a sprout today is an opportunity for for you to take control of of the garden of your life there's no room for drought when you've made a decision and no matter if it ever rains or pours again 
today you you can commit to to seeing the sun even if it's behind the clouds and where you commit to the commitment not how you felt when you made the decision we're committing to the commitment not to our feelings there isn't a rain check there isn't a rain check for your next season you were rooted for this you were rooted in this you were purposed for purpose on purpose and by purpose today's your opportunity to make that decision